Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Hi, GR Dad. How's it going? Good. It's a very dynamic situation in this household. <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> Cocktail of the week for GR Dad is rum, straight. It is ice. Just pour it in a glass. Turns into water. I don't think it's a cocktail. <laughs> it's a glorified shot. <laughs> Coconut rum is good. It's the stuff that turns pink in the in the sunlight. This is not pink. Well, give it some time. <laughs> Little sunlight. <laughs> uh, yeah. So dry August continues to be postponed. Intermittent. It's no. It's pretty wet right now. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. I'm sad. Um, okay. I guess we jump jump in. St. Patrick. So we talked about him having some difficulties last time, I think. He's been having a hard time standing up. His back legs are uh, weak because he has really serious arthritis in his back. So Like I was a fused ex- spine, right? Yeah. So, uh, like vertebrae his middle vertebrae sort of over like his belly basically those vertebrae have like the little uh like prong coming off the back right so they all stack on top of each other i've seen it in the museum in dinosaurs yeah so there's you know the it it basically if it stuck straight up would be like spikes on the top of his back right but they kind of curve over each other in a line, um, and his are all kind of one mass, all fused together, which means he doesn't have any bend in his spine back there. It's very painful, and he's got arthritis all throughout his whole spine. So his hips are great, knees are great, his spine is so screwed up that like the nerves are compressed, but also he has a lot of pain from that. So um, we started him last week on medicine for it, gabapentin and tramadol and prednisone, which just kind of makes everything a little bit better and and it did it did it definitely has made him less painful which is great uh because i guess i guess this was after we recorded after when we recorded it was like he's got minutes left we i was not sure that's right i was not sure when we recorded last time if he was going to make it through the weekend um it seems that he did and he was indeed having a very bad day yeah um where he had done something to hurt it and those bad days just exacerbate one another um so you know he could fall or just you know his he doesn't have a ton of control over those back legs the the feet slip out on tile and we do have a lot of tile yep and you know so he's he gets one kind of little thing that exacerbates it and then you know is falling more than he was before and then we had the terrible shower you know the car ride is tough on him then the terrible shower where he's sliding all over the place and eventually laid down. So it was just a very hard day for him. Yeah, one day um, we'll expo- explain about the spoons. He didn't have a lot of spoons he that had, day. He had no spoons left for sure. Um, so the next day he was better. The medicine has absolutely helped. Um, so that's good. And yesterday, Tuesday, we took him to acupuncture for the first time. Um, and I, we may have talked about this before. I was super skeptical of acupuncture the first time it was suggested. I put it off for a long time. This was with my first dog, Kay. And both of my vets were like, look, you know, there's no placebo infected dogs and animals. Like, we've seen it work. Try it. And it made a huge difference for her. 
And there are, they don't really know why it works. Like they don't understand the mechanism of why it works. But there's studies out there that show that it works. And they've, they even compare it to like placebo acupuncture, like in people where they put needles in you, I guess, in different spots. <laughs> so like simulated acupuncture. Non needles. <laughs> I, I don't know how it works, but they make you basically think you're getting acupuncture and you're not. So I don't know if they put the needles in just like places that are not supposed to be helpful or if they just kind of poke you and don't put them in all the way. I don't exactly wow. understand, but they do have a control. These are human studies. These are humans uh, for the placebo effect, and they show that it does help to reduce chronic pain. Um, not always, right? So we did acupuncture on Kezo for a while, and I, I don't think it made a huge difference for her. Um, but it definitely helped Kay a lot. And so we had our first acupuncture appointment with St. Patrick yesterday. Uh, he basically slept through the whole thing. Yeah, I think that's a success. <laughs> it was good. Uh, I, would, I would do that. Some people today, we uh, we had tweeted in Dog Rates tweet to get 100,000 dog pictures for International Dog Day. And so some non-Golden Ratio fans have made it into our mentions. And I think the post that I put before my responses to Matt were was the acupuncture picture. And so I've had some people going like acupuncture is a way of torturing your dog. And I can't believe you would do that. Like why do smart people do something that's just total bunk? And it's like, I don't get it. And I was super skeptical, but it made a huge difference for Kay. Um, where it was sort of like, we weren't sure how much time she had left and it, it really eased a lot of her pain. So she got a lot more quality time. And you can absolutely tell that it certainly isn't painful for them. I mean, oh, for sure. St. Patrick's like the most sensitive. He's quick to yelp, yeah. right? At, oh, per, yeah. At perceived things, he and he and he clearly was at least not in distress from it. He seemed to like it. He he was extremely relaxed the whole time. Yeah. And uh, the vet who did it is, you know, really nice. So she's a regular vet, and then she also does acupuncture and laser treatments and all sorts of stuff for them um so she did a really good job he was yeah i mean he at some point he was like asleep and like running in his sleep oh asleep. deep was, asleep yeah, yeah totally out uh with all these little copper wrapped pins sticking out of him but he did a good job uh so who knows if it's really gonna help him where she said you know i like to give it 10 days to two weeks after the first treatment to see so she's and she's like look for some dogs it works and for some dogs it doesn't do anything so she's you know She's like, let's try it and see yeah. what happens. And of course, we're not doing the scientific method where we're like, no drugs, just acupuncture. And then one week we'll do just acupuncture, no drugs. We're kind of trying everything at the same time. Throw everything so at him. If, he's, if he feels better, great. You know, yeah. at least it's not canceling anything out. That's right. You know, fine. <clears throat> so, he, you know, he did seem kind of bouncier than normal when we got back from that visit, though it could just be he was sort of adrenalized from like being out and having a trip having a nice sleep at the yeah. <laughs> <acupuncture> room <laughs> um the problem so his appetite was very good yesterday i had picked up some burgers on the way to the vet and he had stuck his head in the front seat into the bag of burgers on the way to the vet so he got a burger then he did the same thing on the way back so he got a burger on the way back that's fine and he normally has a couple burgers every day um and then he had dinner yeah he did and then he was not feeling good gastrointestinally last night, which doesn't really have anything to do with the acupuncture, thankfully. Um, but his, his stomach felt sort of bloated, 
which is weird because he actually had bloated before, which is, you know, we've talked about like a really dangerous, like potentially deadly medical condition. Um, and when they, and so that had happened when he was found as a stray, like that night he bloated. And so when they have surgery, which he did for the bloat, um, they'll tack the stomach to the side <laughs> of the abdominal wall, basically stitch it on there to keep it from twisting around again. They like fix the problem prospectively. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so this will not happen again. We're yeah. going to make it so the stomach can't twist around. Tack his stomach to his wall. Yeah. That's just so... They did that with Kay, too, when she blew Old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it works. Yeah, sure. And so then it's really unlikely that they're going to bloat again. Like, nature, why don't you do that, nature? Yeah. Just grow a little thing that sticks on there. <laughs> just stick it on. Yeah. Um, and he was able to, like, normally when they bloat, like, the stomach will twist. So the esophagus is twisted off. Uh, and that's why they die, right? Everything becomes necrotic because the blood supply gets cut off. But he was drinking, uh, I think Yesterday, he ate a couple yeah. snacks, even though he wasn't feeling good. So his stomach was really bloated. And I did call the vet and kind of talked him through everything. And they're like, it was probably not anything super to yeah, worry about. it's good about. that he's drinking. He had yeah. a snack. He just didn't want his dinner. Yeah. And or so then he started vomiting, um, which like, look, that means they're not bloated because nothing could come out of the stomach if they were bloated. So, okay, great. And then whatever was, you know, his stomach, he, I mean, you could feel his tongue like felt real big. So I was like, you know, I don't know why this is. Maybe he's kind of, you know, gassy in his stomach. I don't know why. Uh, get it out of there. Fine. So uh, let me take you back to last week's podcast where Guac was vomiting because he ate the whole bag of Dasaquin. Yeah. And he vomited all over all of our rugs, which we had to replace guess what day it is <laughs> for the new rugs <laughs> the new rugs arrived yesterday and i got home from taking saint patrick to acupuncture and put the new rug under the dining room table and less than eight hours later saint patrick puked on that rug not just once now i cleaned that up <laughs> and then when i was getting ready to go to bed he puked all over it again <sighs> in a different spot so Nice job, eight hours that you survived, new rug. It's a good thing we don't buy fancy rugs for this house. Yeah, well, we've learned that lesson. Yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty happy with this rug. We learned that from Hops. The, like, he, she was also, like, a, had a year of gastrointestinal fragility Ugh, as the, a pup. The poor rugs in our house for a long time. Yeah. We did have a really nice rug on the first floor for a while in the Silver Spring, and then... Yeah, it was just toast. Because Venk was pretty solid for for a long time. It was it was bad. Anyway, so yes, he puked all over the new rug twice. So Jared Ad was funny. He's like, "I'm going to bed. I'll take the second shift. So I'll take anything, whatever, after like two or yeah. four, whatever you said." And I was about ready for bed, so I was like, "Fine, taking all the dogs out." And then I'm cleaning up the puke, and I got to run the spot bot, and it only, it does like you know, six inch round spots. So the puke covers a lot more than that. So I'm like <laughs> sitting here for like 45 minutes, like moving it from spot to spot. And then he throw up again, cleaning, wiping stuff up with the towels. So finally I get to bed at like two. And then you said you went, he didn't throw up anymore after that yesterday. Uh, but but he, I did take out four dogs. Yeah. Well, him twice and two other dogs. You really did take the second shift. There was something to be done. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so fine, that was last night. His stomach felt normal this morning, like it wasn't bloated anymore. Uh, he ate breakfast. 
Yeah, he did eventually from eat his the breakfast. tiles. Yeah. Yep. I had to. Your dad tried to give it to him in a bowl. Rookie mistake. I dumped it out onto the floor, and then he ate it just fine. I think it's because he can't see. I think it has better contrast on I the think so. floor. Um, so that was fine. And then today, the other new rug came. So if you watch the snaps closely, we have one rug under our dining room table, and then one under the TV. One under kind of the TV and the couch, like a big giant rug over there. So the new big giant rug came today, and it's gonna be a bitch to ins- to install it because we got to like lift up the couch we got to move a bunch of stuff it's so, one of those ikea couches that doesn't that like is all connected it's like a so sectional it's real, so it's, it's real heavy it's gonna be a process so i brought it in and i kind of so it's like folded in half now and i'm like you know i'm i'm eventually gonna like take it's just laying in the middle of the room and i'm you know folded in half and i'm like eventually i'll unfold it and roll it up so it'll be easier to deploy but i hadn't done it yet and uh, while I was out running, St. Patrick puked on the new rug that hasn't even been put out yet. And so at least it was on the back of the new rug, I guess. Uh, like but you were on a, a phone call, a Zoom call. Oh, like it was right, even worse. Yeah. You were like 20 feet away. <clears throat> you puked on the you couldn't have done anything because you were on rug. a call. Yeah. So fortunately, he hasn't made it into the guest room, which is the third new rug <laughs> that we got. Uh, but I'm sure once he pukes again... He's going to go for that. He did puke again tonight, but he, it all went on the tile. Yeah, good job. So anyway, there's something what's, going on. What's your mantra? We would like to train him to do bathtub, tile, or outside. Yeah, if you have to, outside is number one, but outside. if you have to puke in the house, please puke in the bathtub. And if you cannot make it to the bathtub, tile. He always looks at us kind of blankly when we try to train him, though. It does not work. He, he looks at us, he blinks, he pants. <laughs> My dog, Pie, she kind of learned when I was trying to housebreak her, I was in an apartment. And so it's a pain in the ass to housebreak a dog in an apartment because like the easiest way to house, especially a puppy, right? If you need to housebreak a puppy, you start to see like, oh, they're doing the thing where they need to pee. And the easy move is you open the back door and you throw them outside. Pick pick them up and throw them out. And then they go outside and then you tell them that they're good. But if you're in like a second or third floor apartment, you at least have to... I mean, I was able to go out the back and like run down the stairs, but you still got to, it takes some time to actually get them the out The worst there. is with slow elevators. I mean, it's just, it's just, oh, yeah. I don't know how puppies do it or people with puppies do it no. because it's, I know you really need to go, but now we have about five minutes mm-hmm. of walking down the hall and into the elevator and sitting in the elevator and don't go yet. Yeah. Oh man. So uh, anyway, Pi... Even though I had I had like back stairs, you know, it was like a Chicago apartment, right? So there's like wooden stairs in the back that go down to like an alley. I could run down there with her, but still is really, you know, it's a process. Oh. You got to unlock the door, run upstairs, put her out. Uh, so when I would see her and I'm like, oh, no, she's about to go. I'd put her in the bathtub, yeah. you know, like little, just, okay, don't go on my floor put right. her in the bathtub so she eventually learned i guess i pee in the bathtub so like I, before she was fully <laughs> housebroken she you know if i was like away at work yeah she i'd come home and it's like she peed in the tub but fine and that's like, easy to clean that's up actually not yeah. a terrible result yeah. yeah that was okay so uh, and you rented so it wasn't really your bathtub it's, it was fine uh anyway we haven't trained saint patrick to puke in the tub yet uh, or even not on the new rug. Maybe we'll just avoid the puking at some point. Yeah, so there's clearly something going on with him. It could be a side effect of the medicine. All three medicines he's on, vomiting is a potential side effect. None of them really cause, 
it's not a normal thing. Like antibiotics will upset your stomach often. Yeah. None of these are really like normally it does that. And we've been giving him uh, omeprazole, which is like Prilosec or Prevacid. It's like an antacid to help just in case. And so he shouldn't really be puking. We may have another vet visit in our future this week, though I don't know what they're going to do. Like, they ran blood work on him when I had him in last week. It was all pretty much normal, uh, maybe entirely normal, all the oh. stuff that we did. So who knows? Uh, not a great sign. I mean, an, another sign that he's just not in great shape. Uh, but again, weird. Like, with Swizz, you know, most of her blood tests were normal. You know, there was a little bit off here and there, but nothing that indicated what was actually wrong with her. Yeah. His blood work looks fine, but, you know, the fact that he's been puking for 24 hours, not great. Yeah. In any case, uh, other than the last day where he's had this stomach upset, uh, he's, he's definitely feeling better from being on the medicine. Uh, his legs don't work any better, but he seems happier and like he's more comfortable. <laughs> he seems okay with it. Yeah. Um, so that's the St. Patrick update. So uh, it's not imminent that we're losing him. I don't think his time is super long, but it's not, at least right now, I don't feel like we're looking at like, oh, this weekend is going to be the end. Like yeah. he's, he's got a little bit longer than that. Unless this stomach thing is something more serious than we know. Right. Knock on wood. So that's the St. Patrick story. Um, looking at my list of stuff to talk about, uh, we the CBGB weigh-in, the Brody unloady. <laughs> we weighed him, I think, on Monday, and he's down to ninety-two point eight. He was ninety-three point six. Now he's ninety-two point eight. So that's almost eight pounds from his from two hundred. One hundred or one hundred. Yeah. Good job, dear dad. Well, I immediately screwed up by giving him, as someone said, squeeze cheese. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the squeeze cheese in a second. Um, but yeah, so he's he's down close to another pound this week. So that's good. You're not giving him too much snacks. I think I did yell at you about the cheese, though. So I can live with that. Uh, when Swizz was at the vet for the last time, uh, when you have to have them put down, usually they'll take him in the back and put in a, a catheter, like a a little port in their veins so they can inject the medicine. Stent? And they... Port? Port is good. Port, yeah. Uh, so they take them in back to put that in. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'll sedate them just, you know, mildly so they're not freaked out when they do that. Um, our other vet would do that. This vet doesn't do that, but to distract them while they're trying to put in the port, they give them easy cheese, like aerosol cheese in a can, is it like Cheese Whiz, but better quality? No, Cheese Whiz is more like queso. It's like melty cheese that you put in the microwave. Oh, oh, no. This is, this is spray different. cheese. This is like spray cheese, yeah. So they have, you know, whatever, like generic brand spray cheese, and they'll like put it on a little wooden stick, and then the dogs enthusiastically lick it off while somebody's, you know, poking a needle in them. Um, I think they use it for, you know, a lot of procedures like that. And Swizz was apparently very enthusiastic about the spray cheese. And so when they brought her back up to me, they're like, okay, we got the thing in. 
you know, take it, this, this is a nice thing that this vet does. They're like, take as much time as you need with her. And when you're ready for us to come in and, you know, kind of give her the euthanasia shots, um, they give you a little button, like a doorbell button. And so like you can sit for an hour if you want to, and then you push the button when it, when you're ready for them. And, uh, so they came up, they brought her, they gave me the button and then they gave me the whole can of easy cheese. And they're like, she really liked this. So maybe you want to give her some more. And so I was, uh, and she was very enthusiastic about the cheese. So one of the fans on Twitter called it squeeze cheese, squeeze cheese, squeezy cheese. I think squeeze cheese (laughs) is much better. So anyway, when I told GR dad that story, since you weren't here, uh, but I sent you video from the vet, I'm like, yeah, they gave me the easy cheese to give her so you know i sent video of of her having some easy cheese at the vet uh you ordered some yeah from amazon so now we have two cans of easy cheese and uh yeah so gr dad for whenever it came like monday for dinner i hadn't even noticed but i was like looking at the video of the snaps that you gave to me then he had like a big ring of like easy cheese on everybody's Look, they miss national waffle day they can have a squeeze cheese day everybody's dinner had like easy cheese and i was like dear dad easy cheese is not compatible with the brody unloady brody didn't say that to me no I he, bet no, he, he didn't did tell not. me at all i bet he He's didn't like, this is fine with me i guess it's okay uh so anyway that's the that's the easy cheese story so it's a sort of swiss memorial so it's like a substitute for peanut butter if we want their attention. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't need any. Because she had a nosebleed at the vet. You know, that's, that's part of why we yeah. brought her in. So, like, at first I was putting it on a stick and then I was just putting it in my hands. But it was, like, kind of bloody. Oh, so you were just I didn't shooting in your mouth. Some, I was doing some direct drive. I mean, she didn't care. if You know, she had a couple drops of blood on it. But I wasn't going to eat any. I was no, sad of course. Anyway. I haven't had any yet myself either. I'm, it's all about the dogs. It, it did come with a box of Ritz crackers, though. Oh, it was a combo pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, that's that. Uh, Vink, by the way, is 58.6 pounds, which I think is her lightest. She's quite <laughs> Maybe spelt. her lightest since she was one. I know. She's very slender. She is. She's weird still, which yeah. is great. She's great. And I... Miss my chubby baby, but I also <laughs> love her the best anyway. Yep. She's even skinny. And it's much better for her, obviously. To I was going to say, she's much happier. Not banging on her joints. Uh, in other Golden Ratio news, Tropical Storm Laura, now Hurricane Laura, missed us, basically. It was very windy on Monday. and uh, But not as windy as feared, and it got better with each like, forecast adjustment. Yeah. So we had a couple kind of severe thunderstorms roll through. But the interesting thing with hurricanes is that they're very fast. So they the storms are going like 40 miles an hour. So they really just like zip over. It's like five minutes. Um, and we didn't have anything. Yeah, we've had terrible. regular thunderstorms that were more interesting. Oh, for sure. I mean, even a few days before tropical storm, yep. uh, there was a, a really serious line of storms that came through. I mean, like 60 mile an hour winds. There was a, a lot of, you know, not not super serious damage, but a lot of branches and stuff palm fronds down all over the place um that caused more difficulty for people than the storm so we dodged that one yeah and now it's going up the uh, texas and louisiana Yep. so sending sending vibes to everybody we were just it wasn't very thundery which is good for a cbgb because he he gets so scared i know i was ready to like start medicating him in the morning um you know ahead of 
anything, but we really didn't have much. So. He's, he's the biggest, but he's also the most sensitive. He is. Mm, sweet. Uh, so that is all the dog updates. Guac, who can't run as much anymore, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. He's also getting fuzzier. He is getting fuzzier. Fuzzy? Yeah. Fuzzy. I guess it's love. <laughs> love makes fuzz. Love or salt water. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he's wet a lot of but the time. But his fur is changing. Yeah. Um, one thing that I had noted in the very long podcast last week, and I was like, I have one thing that doesn't have anything to do with all the rest of this, so I'll mention it later, uh, which is very off any topic. So we had done our recommendations of spooky movies for people to watch. A while ago. A while ago. So we talked about the Blackwell Ghost. Many people have watched the Blackwell Ghost movies and was really liked like them. in March? That was a whole lifetime ago yeah Uh, who knows but it's sometime in quarantine we did a a movie recommendation and i i think i was out for a run and i realized one really good one that we had forgotten to put on the list was hell house llc oh yeah which is i think should be like part of the classic kind of haunted house jump scare found footage canon it's a fantastic movie it's really good yeah it's about this kind of group of 20-somethings who are going to make like a Halloween haunted house yeah. in this kind of house slash former inn in kind of upstate New York, maybe. I think so. It feels like that, yeah. And I, I think they've rented it or maybe they've bought it out, but they have access to it. And so they're in there like setting up all their like spooky stuff and whatever. Yeah. And it opens with going like, oh, you know, the opening night of that was this real tragedy. It's like a newscast about how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, something bad's going to happen and there's like super spooky stuff happening. Like there's yeah, ghosts good. showing up, people disappearing, stuff moving. So it's really spooky. The acting is excellent. The production value is good. I don't know why it's... Like this independent movie that nobody's seen. We found it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, it's it's found footage, right? So the camera work is more Blair Witchy, but that was huge. But it's better quality than that. Yeah, it's like more like Paranormal Activity Mm -hmm. camera work where it's supposed to be found footage, but obviously it's a little bit better. Yeah. It's good, yeah. It's it's a really good... We've also watched a few movies. I don't think we talked about these last time. Finish this thought. Sorry, I just had another thought. Okay. Uh, very good. No reason that it should be relegated to the like cheap or free Amazon Prime. Like it's well produced, well acted, good production value, excellent plot, spooky, not cheesy. Like it's it's just great. So if you are into and it's not like gory, violent or anything. Um, right. I don't know that there's really any. You don't watch those. Yeah, no, I, I won't watch anything like torture or whatever. There's none of that. It's just like spooky, good jump scares, not too many. So put that on your list. Yeah, the ones I was going to talk about, there was like two of these where it was also found footage, but people searching for these like expeditions that had disappeared. We did or the watch trek, a couple of those. The trek of people that left that town that disappeared. Right, you better was, have names if you're putting this. I'm yeah, going to cut them yeah. out of the podcast. All right. I'll figure it out. Okay. Next podcast, uh, Jeer Dad and I will look these up because I think there's like three of them, but it's real boring to talk about movies that we can't say the name of. I know. Watch, so we'll do it next time. Um, Hell Else LLC. Put that on your list, though. It's on Amazon Prime. And there's one and two and three, and they're they're not terribly. No. I think there's one and two, but the just watch the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have a German word of the week? Yeah, I was going to talk schnupperkurs, <laughs> which is 
which is a Schnupper course. literally sniffy course. Like if you're taking an introductory course for something to like, you know, get the scent of the topic <laughs> is a schnupper course. It's like a schnupper course in philosophy or something where you'd be like, <laughs> it's a sur- probably survey course captures it a little bit where you're mm-hmm. like, you know, you're not going to become an expert in the field, but you kind of get an overview and you kind of like can can get the... It's Schnuppan really means to like sn- smell, right? To sniff, yeah. to smell. Um, we would probably so say like, get a taste of it. Yeah, more get in the English. scent of the topic. Get a taste of it is better. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that's what we we say. Taste Germans would say would would focus on the olfactory, the smelling. <laughs> so Schnuppa course is a, an introductory course into something or a non-expert course. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Keys. Stewer stories. Well, there was some guy with too many lobsters. Wasn't there a weird? Yeah. Crazy thing. Hang on. Do you know okay, that they overturned Scott Peterson's death penalty? You saw that, right? I did. Okay. Fuck that guy. Okay. Here's our here's our story from Kunk Life. Woman arrested after knife incident. A 28-year-old Stock Island woman was arrested early Sunday morning after confronting her neighbors with a kitchen knife. That's not good. Anastasia Toma was charged with three counts of aggravated assault. There were no injuries. At 1.30 a.m., Sheriff's Office responded to an apartment complex... Three victims stated Toma came over to their apartment looking for her boyfriend. They stated she was screaming and using profanities. The victim stated her boyfriend had been there but left previously. They added Toma left only to return with a six-inch kitchen knife. They stated she was screaming while holding the knife in the common walkway area. One of the victims showed the deputy a cell phone video of the incident. Nice. Yep. They found Toma in a neighboring apartment unit. She claimed one of the victims hit her, and she armed herself in self-defense, though she showed no signs of being struck. Deputy Watkins noted her story changed several times. Toma was taken to jail. (laughs) Without her knife. Presumably without her knife. So there you go. It's it's been pretty normal nonsense this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Undersized, over-limit lobsters. All right, dear dad, do you have a kitchen mistake of the yes, week? Yes, someone pointed out that I started that, made promises months ago, and then just it fizzled and died. I mean, it was like two episodes ago, death. and you only do it when you make mistakes in the kitchen, and you don't do that much. In I'm the kitchen. not touching the kitchen; I'm cleaning up the kitchen. I know you do a we great have a good job. Great of job labor at that. Where I like dishwashers because it cleans without me. <laughs> oh my god, I like it. I make stuff, and I mean, there's like flour on the counter. There's, it's like a like a bad stereotype movie of messy kitchen, and I, mean, I just is, walk out like of there. Gleefully messy in the kitchen. I like. I'm like. I'm making this stuff, and I just leave everything out, and then half an hour later, it's all cleaned up. Yeah, it's awesome. I feel good that I cleaned up. I feel productive. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. No. So, this what kitchen mistake? Mistake did you make in the kitchen this week? I don't know if I made it this week. Uh, probably when I'm trying to make an omelet. With everything, though, yes. don't make it too hot. Like don't. the range, the oven, I get impatient. Yeah. And so I figure, you know, a lot of heat is better. Turn it on I'll, high. I'll make it f- faster or <laughs> this will make something happen. Nope. So make it high. I don't think high is a setting you should ever use except boiling eggs. Yeah. Boiling water, you need high. But everything else, don't put it on high. Put it on like seven. And it depends on your range, sometimes even lower, because... Six or seven, like if you're cooking eggs, You can only do damage butter, making it too hot. Butter is the worst. I mean, that like, 
turns brown if it's too warm. I mean, yeah. that's a disaster. But but even like eggs or anything else, if you make it too hot, and and then I've always done the classic. I'm forcing myself to be patient, be patient, and nothing's happening. So I just turn the thing up, and then it's like the the worst because right at the end it all blows up and <laughs> catches on fire and smells bad. I'm just gonna say I think this is a funny segment because I envision this as a segment of Gr Dad telling us a story about how he screwed something up in the kitchen. And instead, it's GR Dad giving advice, like, look, guys, you all should know not to turn the, the stove on too high, like you're explaining a lesson that most people don't know already. And I, I oh, think maybe. it's like... Most people do know it, but I didn't. You're like, I have discovered that you shouldn't turn it on. No. Let me tell everybody but I, that you shouldn't turn it on high as opposed to like, guys, oh my gosh, I always turn it on high. You're not supposed to turn it on high. Like you're, you're presenting it a little more as like a, let me, let me explain to you not to turn it on high as opposed to like, I never learned this basic kitchen fact. I still haven't learned, but this is the problem, <laughs> right? This is like a constant thing. I keep making the same mistake. Yeah. Like I'll put nachos in the oven and try to melt the cheese and then I look in there after six minutes and it's all still yellow and I'm like turning it up and then it like immediately bursts into flames and turns black all right well let's just use that as an example of of how far you have come because when I met GR dad he microwaved nachos wasn't that bad (laughs) before that I I probably didn't even microwave it I just like sprinkled the cheese on there and ate it who knows that's better than microwaved tortilla chips I guess. The yeah. tortilla chips did get a little soggy in the microwave, <laughs> I, I must admit. That, that, that something didn't occur to me since I was trying to melt the cheese, and that worked pretty well, but then the tortillas got a little bit cheese consistency too. I got to say, like, I, it's always interesting when people get lessons like this. Like, I was, I, this was early when we were dating, and I was like, you microwave the nacho? You can't do that. Like, Here's how you do it. It works, though. So in, <laughs> in that the cheese melts, I guess. Yeah. So I, had, I also had one of these experiences with my dad. I mean, I was a grown-ass adult. You know, it was like I was done with grad school. I had a real job. I was home visiting. So my dad was plenty old enough to have maybe learned some of these lessons. And he likes sometimes to make himself these, like, frozen sandwiches that you can get at, like, Sam's Club, right? You buy, like, a burger, and it's got, like, the bun and the burger and the cheese or or like a steak sandwich. It's like the bun and the steak, everything's in it. And it's like in a little cellophane package, frozen. Like a TV dinner kind of version of of, a burger. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, it's in, you know, it's just just the burger, Mm -hmm. right? No other stuff. And it's in like a little plastic wrap and you unwrap it and you microwave it. Wait, you unwrap it? You take the cellophane off. Oh, okay. And then, so then you've just got the burger and then you microwave it. And I think he was doing, you know, like a rib sandwich or something. He's like... these are good, but like whenever I make it, he's home for lunch. Whenever I make it, like the bread gets all soggy, which happens anytime you microwave bread. And I was like, if you just wrap that in a kitchen towel and you microwave it, the bread doesn't get soggy. And like, I, he had this expression like, what? <laughs> and then he wrapped it in a kitchen towel and the bread didn't get soggy. And he was like, like mind blown. And I was like, I would I, never think of that either. Wait, you're putting the whole thing in the kitchen towel? Anytime you have to microwave a bread product, like if you want to warm up some bread, like you got some cornbread you want to warm up, or you got like a baguette that's been like in the fridge, yeah. and you just want it like kind of soft to eat it, you can microwave it, 
but you wrap it in a kitchen towel first. Put the baguette, just put the kitchen towel on the counter, put the baguette on top, wrap it up, put it in the microwave. Get out. And then it won't get soggy. Because sometimes it'll get like like wet condensation in parts. You get a little bit soggy or oh, a little yeah. hardened part. Yeah, if you put it in a kitchen towel, that doesn't happen. Man. Now I have educated both dads that I know. I would know. also be afraid of fire. <laughs> yeah, you can microwave kitchen towels just fine. There's fire yeah. in there somewhere. Uh, wow. So, yeah. So, I fixed his lunch, and now if you ever need to microwave a bread product. Like a bagel. That's like a, a bagel. Complete, complete thing. Exactly bagel. the right thing. If you, yeah. for some reason, don't want to put your bagel in a toaster, if it's like frozen or yep. something you want to thaw it, yep. yeah, wrap it in a kitchen towel, wow. and uh, then it won't get soggy or it won't get like hard on one side and whatever. Yeah. I don't think you understand the the level of incompetence that I have. Because now I'm like, <laughs> what if I'm toasting a bagel and I wrap that up? Would that be good? No, that's fire. That that's absolutely fire. is fire. But there's, it all seems kind of the same to me. So this, this is, is why a real you problem. just stay out of the kitchen. And this is why I clean up and you make the food. I will make you a bagel huh? or a sandwich anytime. Yeah, with no fire. Generally no fire, unless it's intentional. I mean, sometimes I'll get out the blowtorch, you but I know like what I'm your, doing. You do like your blowtorch. Delish and fun. <laughs> All right, well, I've given away way too much of my incompetence. All right, well, that's it for this week. Uh, until next time, wear your mask and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Bye. Bye.